Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning, but before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. God, we thank you for today, and we thank you for your loving kindness, Lord, and we thank you for your patience and your long-suffering that you showed to each and every one of us. God, we thank you for the salvation we have through your Son, Jesus Christ, Lord. We thank you for the wisdom that's imparted to us through the work of the Holy Spirit, Lord, that you give to all who will call upon your name, Lord, and will partake in your divine blessings, God. Mm-hmm. We thank you for all that you have done for us and all that you are doing, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' amen. name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. I'd like to thank you all for joining us and for listening and tuning in, and especially like to thank our partners, those that have or that are laboring with us in the work of the ministry and bringing in the harvest and keeping us and many others in your prayers by sewing in financially and by liking and sharing the episodes with others and subscribing on the number of platforms you find a day of prayer on. Just want to say thank you. You are definitely a blessing to us and to countless others around the world. Amen. So thank you for, for your help and your participation. Now this morning, we are moving forward in scripture. We're still in Acts. In chapter 13, we have a considerable chunk of scripture to get through. We're going to go through verses 13 through 41 because it is all one, I'll say, the next section in the story. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes. So we didn't want to divide up, we felt led to not divide up the, I'll say, parts of this story, but just to give it to you complete. And then we're just going to discuss it as the Holy Spirit leads. Amen. 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 All right. So can I get a volunteer to read in Acts 13, verses 13 through 41, please? I will. All right. Let Charles. Now when Paul and his party set sail for Paphos, they came to Perga and Pamphylia, and John, departing from them, returned to Jerusalem. But when they departed from Perga, they came to Antioch and Pisidia, and went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and sat down. And after the reading of the law and the prophets, the rulers of the synagogue sent to them, saying, Men and brethren, if you have any word of exhortation, exhortation for the people, say on. When Paul stood up, and, then Paul stood up and motioning with his hand and said, Men of Israel and you who fear God, listen, the people. The God of this people, Israel, chose our fathers and exalted the people when they dwelt as strangers in the land of Egypt. One second. And with an uplifted arm, he brought them out of it. Now for a time of about 40 years, he put up with with their ways in the wilderness. And when he had destroyed seven nations in the land of Canaan, he distributed their land to them by allotment. After that, he gave them judges for about 450 years until Samuel the prophet. And afterward, they asked for a king. So God gave them Saul the son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, for 40 years. And when he had removed him, he raised up for them David as king, to whom also he gave testimony and said, 
I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will do all my will. For this man's seed, from this man's seed, according to the promise, God raised up for Israel a savior, Jesus. After John had first preached before his coming, the baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel. And as John was finishing his course, he said, who do you think I am? I am not he, but behold, there comes one after me, the sandals of whose feet I'm not worthy to lose. Men and brethren, sons of the family of Abraham, and those among you who fear God, to you the word of this salvation has been sent. For those who dwell in Jerusalem and their rulers, because they did not know him, nor even the voices of the prophets, which are read every Sabbath, have fulfilled them in condemning him. And though they found no cause for death in him, they asked Pilate that he should be put to death. Now when they had fulfilled all that was written concerning him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead. He was seen for many days by those who came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, who are his witnesses to the people. And we declare to you glad tidings that promise which was that promise which was made to the fathers, God has fulfilled this for us, their children, in that he has raised up Jesus, as it is also written in the second psalm. You are my son, today I have begun you. And that he raised him from the dead, no more to return to corruption, he has spoken thus. I will give you the sure mercies of David. Therefore, he also says in another psalm, you will not allow your holy one to see corruption. For David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God, fell asleep, was buried with his fathers, and saw corruption. But he whom God raised up saw no corruption. Therefore, let it be known to you, brethren, that through this man is preached to you the forgiveness of sins. And by him, everyone who believes is justified from all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. Beware, therefore lest what was been spoken in the prophets come upon you. Behold, you despisers, marvel and perish, for I work a work in your days, a work which you will by no means believe, though one were to, to declare to you. Amen. Yeah. Amen. There's a lot in there. So, at this time we're going to open the floor and give each of you the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? Um, I found it interesting. We had briefly discussed it in a couple episodes before how this is where John turned back and though he was originally supposed to be with both Paul and Barnabas for the entire journey. This was the point where he turned back. And another thing that I found interesting here was that the people understood and recognized Saul and Paul and Barnabas. And they asked them if they had anything to say to them, meaning that they recognized that the spirit was inside of them and that they had revelation and knowledge of the scriptures. Because if you think of this, um, most times with the Sabbath, the Pharisees were normally the ones who taught it, and they had to have an understanding of it. The Normally what was referred to as the common people weren't allowed to do this. It was those who had understanding of the scriptures were allowed to teach and exhort the people. So I found it interesting that they're able to recognize this inside of Paul and Barnabas here. And even the 
message that he gives is similar to the ones that Peter's been going throughout the book of Acts and how he's turning them to repentance in the same basic premise is the same. Though they may take different routes to get there, they ultimately come back to how everything was fulfilled inside the law with Jesus and how they should be recognizing this and all but saying, how could you not recognize this? You read the scriptures daily. You look at them every day, but you fail to recognize. And how he's trying, and he's leading them through the scriptures, not as bonking them over the head, but pointing out, saying, here, this is one instance of where this was fulfilled and going through it like that. Amen. They're speaking by the same Holy Spirit. We already had uh, confirmation in verse 9 of chapter 13 that Saul or Paul was filled with the Holy Spirit. And it's amazing. Sometimes we forget that it's actually Holy Spirit speaking through people. And Amen. then we, we focus on the, the, the flesh or the human. And I don't mean like the carnality flesh when we use it in but that the way. Vessel. We, yes, we start looking at the person, the human being talking and give credit and think it's them. But that's how it can be the same or virtually the same conversation because it's the Holy Spirit giving it through each vessel, which is something that should be so liberating to us and amazing that our focus is to just be in tune with Holy Spirit and say what he tells us to say. He knows every scripture that he had given um, to, to be written, right? It's his word yes. already. All scripture is given by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So he knows where each place is written that speaks of Jesus. So he knows how to weave it and form it together into a thought that connects every point of his word together to point us to Christ and to point us in the right direction. So it doesn't surprise me that he's saying the same thing and it's not coming from rote or memorization. It's coming out of his spirit because Holy Spirit is speaking. And he says the same thing over and over and over again because he, he is not um, double-minded and he's, he's not um, working on 15 different things. This is his one plan of restoration of the heavenly community. That's why he keeps saying it. And he wants to give us a chance to cooperate with him, but... He is on the mission of Father God working in the earth. And the Lord says what he says. So that, yes. that part certainly should. And like I said, it's liberating because we don't have to try to string together the best sermon that's ever been written or ever been heard. We just got to listen to Holy Spirit and yield our vessel to him and get our flesh out of the way and let him do what he wants to do. Um, also, yes, John here in verse 13, that's John Mark that we were looking for or talking about in chapter 12, verse 25, that you'll see in Acts 15, uh, when you get down there, uh, 15, Acts 15, 36, they start talking about this same, um, John Mark again, having, you know, Paul's like, no, he left, he didn't come with us for the work for whatever reason. And it, clearly it wasn't something that Paul thought was a valid reason not to go to the work of the, uh, of the ministry. So he didn't want him to continue on. And so he took Silas with him and then Barnabas went with John Mark and they, they went on. So, um, sweetheart, do you have something you want to say? Or Charles, I'm sorry. Were you finished? Uh, no. Okay. Well, carry on my love. Continue there, sir. Um, and another thing that I found interesting was that this was not the first time that they had come to Antioch. Um, if we look at the maps in the back of our Bibles, if yours hasn't, we see there's two different um, Antiochs around. There's one over, there's 
one in Syria, that Antioch, and there's one in Pamphylia. So I just found it interesting that we also read in previous chapters about how they had come to Antioch already. And I found it interesting that even with this, there was the same message being sent and being told to them and how it's both served as a reminder for those who had already heard it as well as exhorting others. Because if you look at it, it reminds me of where Paul said, if I repeat what I say, it's better for you so you don't forget this. That's paraphrasing, of course, but... I think that was Peter. Was that Peter? I thought it was Paul. I'm sure they both said it because Holy Spirit likes to say what he likes to say. So. Yes. <laughs> okay, go ahead, sweetheart. And how it was for all those who were present, not just those who didn't believe or were yet to believe, but it was also for those who do believe. And the Lord just showed me here was that we get to a place in our own minds where we say, oh, Lord, I've heard that message a thousand times. I can quote it to you. And how we fail to get what the Lord's trying to speak to us through it each and every time. We go back to what we had previously thought about it and what we had gleaned from it the first time and stop there and stop listening. Mm. But there was a continual process of, okay, Lord, I know that you're speaking to me something new each and every time. It's not just the same word over and over. The Lord's not on repeat or put a stereo with his voice in it, <laughs> but it was new and alive each and every time. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Why did you find it? I did find one account. That's Philippians chapter three. So that was Paul. Um, Chapter three, verse one. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. For me to write the same things to you is not tedious, but it is. But for you, it is safe. Peter calls it a safeguard for you as well. Yes. Amen. That that wonderful Holy Spirit. And it's amazing. Like even today, when you when you're listening to the word of God and you may hear multiple preachers and it seems like they all get on one message and they start talking about the same things over um right around the same time right and for some they may be you know pinching off of someone else's message that they were listening to on youtube but for those those who are spirit-led it's holy spirit saying this is the word that i have going forth in the earth at this time don't look at the word of god as though it stopped and it's only them mm-hmm. that's experiencing that. And then you ignore or are dull in your senses to what God is doing now, here and now. If Holy Spirit is still here, if Jesus is still our Savior, then all of God is still available. He is the same today, yesterday, and forever, and he will not change. So if we're not back in heaven yet, where all authority has been put away, right, where we're, we're living in the glory and all that stuff has happened, then rest assured, then believe and be confident that we haven't missed anything of God. He's still working. He's still on the earth. He's still the same good God. He's still speaking. He's still ministering, and he is still ushering us to himself. Do you have anything else you wanted to say, Lou Charles? And very quickly, also, I found it interesting where um, Paul and Barnabas firstly sat down instead of immediately getting up there and demanding to have a word with the people but they were humble in their approach they weren't looking to be exalted or for a place of honor they were looking just to be where the lord wanted them and how they and the lord was reminding me of it wasn't because they weren't going there for the recognition of saying don't you remember us and i gave such a good word last time but it was because the lord directed them to go and that's it for now Let's also look at something, right? Because there is an aspect of, I'll say, culture and tradition in this, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And you can see this 
all the way in the Old Testament, how it says that they, in verse 15, read the law and the prophets, right? Yes. In one sitting. In one sitting. And you see that in Nehemiah, and you see that in other places where they read everything. So this was a part of the, that, that's done one time per year, right? It's only once a year that this occurs. So there is that aspect of culture and, and the traditions at, at play here, right? Yes. Just showing the, I'll say, um, the knowledge of our God, right? Knowing and sending people at the appropriate time to the appropriate location mm. to minister to the people. As, and, and the aspect of them being asked to speak, right? Mm-hmm. So in a previous episode, you brought up about Ba Mitzvahs, right? And then ba, Bat Mitzvahs, right? So one's for males, one's for females. Well, there are certain things that, according to culture and tradition, have to be done. And when that's completed, right? When you have been Bar Mitzvahed, for males and bat mitzvahs, B-A-T, for the women, there is, especially for the males, they are now given the opportunity to speak concerning the word, the scriptures, right? Yes. Yes. So this is at a time where clearly the Lord knows all, right? Of course. (laughs) He's omniscient. Mm -hmm. So he knew that this was going to happen and sent his servants, in this case, Paul, who was a Pharisee among Pharisees. So, yes, there is an element in aspect that he may have been recognized. However, the Lord has taught him. Mm-hmm. The Lord has revealed himself to Paul in the scriptures. And how to rightly apply those scriptures that he previously misapplied. Exactly. So, so there's an element of, right, it says, if you have any word of exhortation... So he's exhorting them to correct the same things and mistakes, misunderstandings that he had in his own life, which is huge. And he does that by, well, again, we've we've come across this many times here in the, I'll say the last few books that we have gone through in studies, right? Whether it's the Lord's Temple, whether it's um, here in Acts, right? Mm -hmm. The history, right? Mm -hmm. He, He does it by teaching them their own history rightly, correctly, mm-hmm. so they can actually understand what the Lord has been doing the whole time, not what others have said the Lord has been doing. Mm-hmm. Amen. Right? Yes. I was going to say, true that, but I was like, okay, wait. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> no, yes but, amen. But it's something that we need to understand, because we can look at things, right? Uh, Layla, you just talked about this in a, in a previous episode, right? How, well, you heard something, but you misheard the thing, right? There was miscommunication that I heard. Did you hear rightly? Right? So, but that's for all of us. Right. And it wasn't because God said something wrong that you heard wrong. It's because God said something right and you chose to hear wrong. You misinterpreted. And we, we've all, we're all guilty of that in, in our flesh. And that's why we come to a wrong conclusion. How many times have you listened to a song and you're like, I know this, are, these are the words to the song. And then <laughs> you look at the lyrics and you're like, oh man, the, I was right, way off. The lyrics that are on the screen are <laughs> far different from what I'm, you're singing. But you made up an entire <laughs> new song than what was actually presented. So it's not the, a misrepresentation on God's part. It's a misunderstanding on ours. Exactly. And before we close out, I just want to encourage you. There's a lot of conception that Christ is 
that God is a different God. New Testament and Old Testament no, gods no, are totally no. different. That's why it's hard for people to connect the scriptures. But when you see him here, that's exactly what they're doing. And it's exactly what Jesus did. He gave them a correct and a proper perspective of God from beginning to present day. And thankfully, we have our brothers in Christ that have gone before us and and wrote the word down that the Holy Spirit inspired them. So inspired them to do. So now we can see beginning to end who God is, who Christ is. He said he is Christ who was and is and is to come, right? Yes. The same yes. yesterday, today, and forever. Exactly. So it's impossible that he was a, a different God. He was a bad God. And then now he's good. Like he's a sour patch kid. No, he said in James that there's no variation or shadow of turning in him. So mm -hmm. that means all of the scripture must be one and it all must be going. It must go together. Now there are transitions. There are um, there's crescendos that happen and transitions from the blood of animals, of bulls and goats to the blood of Christ for the, the covering and the remission of sins. We go from covering sins to remission of sins in Christ, but it's the same God. And he's always been pointing. It's coming. He's coming. He's coming. Look for him, receive him, love him, obey him. He's coming. That's always been the case. And when we look at the word of God as one, we have a lot clearer picture and understanding of who he is versus looking at a good and a bad God, but somehow they still work together. He is not a false God. He's the true and living God, and he's only good. And and even with that, right, let's go back back up a, a second, cultures and traditions. Mm -hmm. Wasn't it the Lord that gave the cultures and the traditions as opposed to the cultures and, and the traditions dictating to the Lord? How he's how he is supposed to act and respond to us, right? right? Like so, holding things back in that proper alignment and perspective, mm -hmm. and sometimes we we need to unlearn some things mm -hmm. that have been taught incorrectly mm -hmm. in order to have a right perspective mm -hmm. and then a right relationship because that's what it's all about with the Lord. He desired a relationship with, the, and it still does with mm -hmm. each and every person on the face of this earth. Mm -hmm. So having and holding him in a proper perspective allows us to have a proper or right relationship with the Lord. Amen? Amen. 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 All right, well, let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. All right, promise? Lord, just thank you for today, and I just thank you for giving us your word, Lord, and just making word, Lord, that you've bestowed your love upon us, Lord, so that we're able to know that we love, Lord. Lord, I also just thank you for... Just giving us your word and giving us this opportunity to preach, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a day of prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, 
find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.